Hey friends, I am so excited to share with you today's episode with Regina Chen. Many know her from her most recent role as Miss Kelly in Netflix's season four of Stranger Things. However, I actually know her as my coworker and friend and have gotten to know her over the years. And this episode brings on the importance of manifesting and really just putting your goals out there and being vulnerable and having a support system that can really get you through anything or any tough time in your life. So here it is. Enjoy. And thank you again for subscribing to at UNFCK Your Health. And I'm so excited to hear what your thoughts are on your own manifesting. are you is that a gaming chair yeah <laughs> i love it you're so cool you're so cool um it's yeah so i didn't have an office chair and bennett was like well since i got a new one do you want mine i was like sure so at least i got something like, good yeah, out of it. a chair yeah That's right. <laughs> and it's yeah. so comfortable i didn't think anyone would notice Hell it's a gaming yeah. chair no, I, I I don't know why I'm hyper. You know what? I'm hyper aware of that because I've done several podcasts for like PR for the other side of my life. Right. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm very aware of the types of people that I talk to, and I I like when people have gaming things or nerdy things around them because I instantly, as you know, can connect yep. to them more. Yeah, that's and why it just I feels like safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See that. <laughs> it's because i know yeah and in this virtual world that's so that those are the ways i mean that's what you would do in real life anyway but right you're just looking at it on a screen yeah no for sure and it's like one of those things where i feel like i can connect with someone better if i kind of know a little bit about them in a sense like you can always tell like if people have like art behind them and stuff like that it's like okay I can, I can see your style, you know, but I have, I have nothing. Me either. I, <laughs> I, I'm an actress. So this is my yeah. like backdrop. Right. Well, and I, I'm eventually going to put, I just didn't know where I wanted to put like my desk and yeah. stuff. So hey, you're I, figuring it out and that's great. Like, yeah, that's the way life, to do it. it's life, you know? So <laughs> anyways, it's messy. <laughs> yeah yeah well thank you so much for doing this for me um yeah you're, really, you're my first person that I'm interviewing <laughs> I was gonna ask you if I'm your first person because that I, I'm interested to see how it goes for you going for because I'm so yeah. animated like I'm such an animated so- well, and that's why it's funny because actually the person that I was originally going to do first, uh, it didn't work out. So we had to reschedule. So uh-huh. it ended up being you, you being the first one. That's so funny. Which is no, 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 like, I love it. Yeah. I mean, at least it's like people, I'm starting to obviously do people I know first and then yep. eventually it'd be awesome to do something else. But yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you I kind of share a little bit more about like what it's about but I kind of want to focus on as you know especially with like the pandemic and everything how much mental health is so important and just feeling that mental burnout and what we can do to kind of overcome that 
Um, Mm -hmm. so, but for starters, for people who don't know you, just share a little bit more about you and what you do for a living. Um, so my day job, which I love, I'm, I guess you would call me an executive assistant, but I feel like that doesn't cover everything because we're a small business, but I work with Al. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and I support our boss, Gina, and we do all kinds of fun projects and whatnot. But, um, my, my lifelong career is acting and I've been acting for about, I would say 10 years now, but really in like actual big projects and not like filming like home videos essentially with like friends for about four years. Okay. So um, I'm based in Atlanta. Yeah. And I've had a good time here. Like it's been, it's, it's gone well. Um, You know, it's a lot of hard work and uh, a lot of luck too. It's definitely when we're talking about the mental grind, it's like just constant rejection. If you, you know, we audition constantly and when you don't book it, that's a no, you know, and that's, constant so it's like overcoming those things which I can dive into later but yeah Yeah. so I I am an actress based out of Atlanta right now okay awesome and I know obviously I know you because we work together but I know you had moved from Texas to Atlanta what made you transition to that location versus you know like a place like LA or New York so at the time when I was in Texas uh I actually had auditioned and became a finalist in part of the 2016 CBS drama diversity initiative. So out of like thousands of people, 12 of us were um, selected to be flown out to LA and kind of see what like the big stuff's about. Like, yeah, I, I never even fathomed I could do any of these. Like I could be on a TV show. I just like, and especially being Asian, it's like, you know, doctor, lawyer, math. I, I can't do shit. Like I can't, I can't even do like, like I recently with one of my younger cousins, they were like, Hey, can you help us with our basic math? I'm like, basic math. I was about to say, can I out like, and say you're not the usual Asian and math? Yeah. Yeah. Math science, bad. I'm tall. It doesn't, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Um, um, but so I met my mentor there and she was like, if you really want to take this career seriously, Atlanta is a secondary market that's growing really fast. A lot mm-hmm. of things are starting to film there and you should, that's a good way to kind of start and get um, roles on your resume to build it. Like you can book smaller parts a little easier. Right. And, you know, they say there's no small parts, everything matters. And that all is true, but also the business side of it is like, Hey, you have to, prove yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose to move to Atlanta. It took a year for me to gear up and actually do it, but you know, I moved and it's been really great here ever since. Uh, really hard to leave my family. I'm yeah. um, very, very, very close to my grandparents who raised me pretty much. And especially when COVID hit, it was hard to move here. Cause I used to go back every weekend, if not every other weekend. Um, right. Cause you had cause- moved there was it just like a year before COVID or like a couple of years before COVID hit? Yeah. Just, remember. just about a year. Yeah. A year. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know, the whole world shut down and you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know? Um, so yeah. So anyway, that's, that's why I moved to Atlanta to pursue everything. Yeah. And that's what I've heard that it's kind of more of, it's like the next LA in a sense of the filming industry. Right. And it's 
it's turning into this it, I mean so many people are moving here it's insane yeah that's what it's, I've heard uh, yeah a lot of people are moving here and waiting to get representation because they can't no one's taking anybody else because we just we're it's just there's so many things so, so many things filming here and I think over the next five to ten years it could become just another big market like LA yeah. New York right but for right now I think it's still secondary not that the talent is secondary it's just a smaller size right, right now, everything's being built yeah right no that's awesome well kind mm -hmm. of going along with the acting side of things and the mental grind what are some of the biggest obstacles that you have faced and obviously rejection is one of them when kind of auditioning for a role or trying to find your next role <clears throat> Um, so finding roles is more the agent's job. So, uh, overcoming, gosh, there's a lot and it's a everyday battle. I feel like, um, cause as artists, whether you become an actress because, or actor, actress, whatever, because of you have a traumatic past, you're a storyteller, whatever the reason is, art is so vulnerable, whatever it is, it's not just acting like what podcast that you're doing like yeah. any creative work is so vulnerable because so much of it is not measurable right. so I, I think the biggest hurdle is not realizing that i had to find myself and be confident in who i was first before i i don't want to say before but along the way mm -hmm. so that i could be secure in my art myself like i'm not saying when i put work out there i'm not like but I can, I put in the work and I trust myself enough to know that whatever I put out there, like I'm, I feel good about it enough. Like I don't, yeah, you know, it's just enough. I am enough. Like the whole saying, like I right. am enough. I am enough. It may not be the best. It, it hopefully isn't the worst, but yeah. to me it's enough. And that's all I can do. I did my yeah, best for sure. Um, but that that's hard because like, it's so hard to be confident in yourself mm -hmm. and for anyone like because and to put life yourself out sucks. there like that I mean yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting yourself out there for everyone to yeah. see yeah right and I think society does not encourage um people to talk about therapy to openly mm -hmm. talk about issues um to and on top of that there's like, you know, the stigma to sharing it and then putting in the work to yeah. find confidence in yourself and believe in yourself. It's a daily practice. It's not like, okay, I did it. I'm done. I'm good right. to go for the rest of my life. No, it's just like yeah. breathing. It needs to become an everyday thing you, you actively do. Yeah. No, that's a great it's way to crazy. put it because it is, it's, it's something that you have to, it's almost like you need to have it as second nature, but it's so hard for it to be second nature because oh yeah there's this constant battle of you know a lot of people have the am I good enough it what, did I do that right especially like if you're like a perfectionist or if um you already have some sort of anxiety or depression to begin with and then you're kind of in that role of putting yourself out there so it definitely is something that you you definitely have to kind of figure out along the ways and I mean I guess that's something I was going to ask like how you figured out how to find yourself and your confidence in that when going into your your roles um you know I what I didn't figure it out myself I think 
I always tell people this when they ask me for advice for this career or just anything in life, find mentors, plural, find people you look up to in the same Mm -hmm. industry or in the same lifestyle you want, get to know them, talk to them, ask them what they did because nothing is new. Nothing is a surprise, but you can't Google how to find confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You'll get a bunch of shit, but you don't know where to start. (laughs) Yeah. But if you, if you talk to someone who's willing to share their experience, you at least have an inkling like, okay, this person decided to go to therapy and it worked for them. Look how happy they are. Mm-hmm. I want that, you know, or how did you get there? Like uh, a fr- friend of mine wants to go into cybersecurity. I'm like, befriend people who are in cybersecurity, ask them right. questions. I think a lot of people hesitate to ask others questions in case they don't want to be a nuisance to them or they mm-hmm. think it might be threatening. But I'll tell you what, what I've realized more often than not, it's when you think you're a bother to people or you're a nuisance to people, it's your own insecurity of yourself. Because mm-hmm. more often than not, when you ask someone for help like that, people love sharing. Yeah. I love sharing. I love helping yeah. people who are willing to step up and ask me, hey, I'm lost. Help right. me. But we have to get over our own hurdles mm-hmm. of being like, oh, am I bothering them? Like, it's, it's our own insecurities. Yeah. Um, but yes, mentors, mentorship is huge. Mentorship is huge. Um, and then I'm a very disciplined routine person. So I do a lot of like, <laughs> that's an understatement. Like, <laughs> it's actually, I, 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 this is a chance for me to talk about it. I'm so routine because I cannot be trusted. Like if I don't have a set schedule telling yeah. me what to do, I will not eat right. I will not exercise. I will not Mm -hmm. get shit done. But I learned, but nobody figures this out overnight. I learned this over Mm -hmm. time, you know? And again, I watch the people that I look up to. I'm like, what are they doing? Right. And, and a lot of times it's just discipline, but just discipline. I shouldn't say just discipline. Discipline's hella hard. It's like, (laughs) It's so hard. And yeah. there are so many days you wake up and you're like, fuck this. I, I don't want to yeah. be good today. Yeah. You know, and you have to be strong enough to stop yourself, self-aware enough to stop yourself and be like, mm-hmm. future Regina will appreciate me going through the structure I set up today. Right. Now there are going to be days you fail. I fail constantly at a day, but then I learn to forgive myself. Like, Hey, today I didn't do it, but that's okay. Tomorrow I'm going to yeah. get right back into it. Right. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned during the pandemic is that because I always had a fear of failure. And so I hated Mm -hmm. doing things wrong Mm -hmm. because of the perfectionist in me. But it was one of those things that I had to learn that I had to give myself grace because everyone is going through shit. And especially during the pandemic, because you saw all this bad shit happening and you're like, okay, fuck, I I can't like complain. I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat, you know? So it's like, okay, I can give myself grace and I can allow that space for myself too. Yeah, totally. And it's hard. It's hard because space, mental health space is different for everyone and looks different Mm -hmm. for everyone. But sometimes we don't, the giving your grace part is hard and then we don't know how to set the right time or activities away, you know, for recovery, really. What's like, I guess, what what would be something that you enjoy doing to kind of, help create that mental space for you and just fill your cup? Um, so exercising for me. Um, I, so it's funny because I was a kickboxing member up until COVID. And then when things started opening up again, 
But during that phase during COVID, I missed my my warriors. We were the 6 30 yeah. a.m. every morning, we'd get up and kick ass. And I, you know, when COVID hit, I felt like I lost my family, my community, mm-hmm. and I, not my real family, but like my community of motivation, yeah. spirit, like kickboxing. And I think you've done some boxing stuff before, like, you know, yeah. is like when you punch a shit out of a bag, it's great. Oh, yeah. And it's not yeah. just punching. <laughs> it's a great workout. Yeah. And yeah. you build, you build your family of people for any exercise, CrossFit, yeah. Orange Theory, and you know, you have your people. Yeah. So anyway, when COVID hit, I was like, oh my God, like we are human beings. We crave human interaction, whether it's right. a lot or a little something. Yeah. I needed to find a way to, cause I was going nuts. I was just sitting here reading the news, waiting for news. Like, right. What like to I see what's do? going on. You know? Yeah. 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 And so I actually started and you know, the actress side of me makes this a little easier, but I started coming up with the script to a class, okay. you know, a kickboxing class. And I filmed a workout as the coach. And then I would put it on YouTube and then I would text everybody in that group and say, you guys want to still work out at the same time, three days a week. They're like, and all of them said, yes, all of them still wanted some kind of normalcy. So we would hop on zoom and then they would, they would just have their mute. It would be muted, but they would play my YouTube video and we would work out for an hour in our house and shadow box and do a call. We did that for like, I don't know, a few months. And then when things started opening up later in the e- uh, the year, the owner actually was like, you want to just actually be a coach, you know? And I was like, and of course you said, yes. someone, <laughs> well, first of all, I was like, someone would actually kick my ass if they did try to fight me, but they're like, they're like, that's not, that's not what it takes to be a coach. It's different. Right. Like, it's good if you're great at fighting, obviously, but yeah. part of being a coach is just being able to rally people together, right? Mm-hmm. To want to do one unified thing, which is to work out ass early in the morning, but know that yeah, it's- You're the complete opposite of me on that aspect. <laughs> I'm like, nope, I'm going to work out at seven o'clock at night. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. I, I learned recently about circadian rhythm. Yes. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. So it is like, we're born with a yeah. clock like that yep. works. I'm a morning person. You're a night person. Like, yeah. Well, and it's funny because I'm a morning person in the sense of like, I like to have going back to you, like how you said you like to have a routine. Like I like to take time to like get up, kind of like do my like meditation. And then like, I don't, I, I think it's because like when I did the strongman competitions, I was getting up at like three forty-five in the morning Oh, and then driving yeah, yeah. 45 minutes to go get my ass kicked for an hour and or two. So it's just like, my body is like, no, you like, you like nighttime, <laughs> but it's that's I totally mean, fair. Yeah. But it is crazy though, how I used to work out in the morning, but now because of, the, of learning more about the circadian rhythm, I feel more refreshed if I do it at night. And I'm sure that's how you feel when you do it in the morning, but it is interesting yeah. how it's so different for each person. Right. It's, I mean, I'm, I get up four 30 or five o'clock right before my five, 5am 5 alarm. And I bounce out of bed. Like literally I'm like, yes, we got here. Let's go. But then come <laughs> like, come like, 
I would even say like four o'clock. I'm like yeah. shutting down out. Like I'm useless. I do not hang out with people after then. I'm going to bed at close to nine. Like, yeah, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't function. Yeah. That's my morning time for you is where I right. run down. Right. You know, I chill. And um, another way, I guess I kind of cleanse my mind is watching Chinese dramas. And now that's a huge thing. It's K dramas, C dramas. Like, Hey, I get that. I feel that. I mean, that's yeah. the K drama for me because of my mom. Right. But Oh, see, see, but it's it like, is. Just there's watching. something about it's it that you just get sucked into. And it's like, yeah. why am I watching this? It's, you know, what's going to be the outcome, but you just feel comforted yeah. by it. And you're crying and yeah. you know, they're doing so you're laughing. Shit, you're like, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Then for me, I'm like, I really want that food. <laughs> Whenever they're making food, I'm like, God, that looks good. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They always have good food on shows, like on yeah, those yeah. shows. Uh, noodles there, rice dishes everything oh god it's like there's an asian mall that opened up near our office um so next time you come to minnesota you're gonna have to try it out <laughs> i was just talking about uh i was like man I haven't, i've only been once it's weird because i feel like i know all of y'all pretty well but well you kind of do really? i mean <laughs> yeah i mean, yeah, I mean <sighs> thank god for technology like at least we oh, can like totally. see each other yeah yeah, like it doesn't feel um, awkward or distant for me at least right. at all. Like I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm just like, hey guys. And yeah. I feel like when I see you in person, it'll be the same. It's not yeah. like, oh my God, finally, look at you. Like they're right. touching you. Like I'll just be like, hey, what's up? Just another, you know, yeah. like it's kind of wild. But yeah, um, but yeah, so, so, so that would be my ways of, and I just started tennis. Um, and tennis is really interesting because you can't cheat your way to getting better. It's right. You, there's no shortcut. Mm -mm. You just got to keep hitting, keep yep. taking lessons. And it's like a really good, it really calms myself. Someone like me down because I'm always in a hurry to learn everything, get quick start, like get it right, get it done, yeah. move on to the next thing. But sports, a sport like that slows me down and teaches me like, to just breathe and like be present. Mm -hmm. um, and that's actually a really important thing for me to carry over to the acting side because okay. anyone who's like, anyone who's like, I want to be a famous, like recurring, uh, a series regular or a movie star, like those people who think that way, I'm not saying it's wrong, but if you think I'm going to do X, Y, Z and we're going to get there, that's going to destroy most people because that's right. not how the business works. <clears throat> it's, it's luck, it's society, it's timing. I mean, there's so many factors out of your control. It's more important to focus on what you can control, which is obviously like we were talking about earlier, like focusing on yourself, learning to be confident. Right. And actually when I started coaching kickboxing, it really helped me in my confidence because no one will trust a coach who's like, um, maybe we'll do per uh, burpees now. <laughs> right. No one is yeah. coming back to that class. Yeah. No, no, exactly. But if you go, fuck it. Hundred burpees, go! Yeah, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Oh, for, but yeah. you want to come back to the confident person. You yeah. want to be with that person because we can't trust ourselves. We, you know, right. we want some. We want to be around people who are sure and confident can lead us in the right direction. Right. I mean, that's so, something that reminds me of what my mom would always tell me and my brother. It's like, 
even if you don't know fully how to do something, but if you sell it with confidence, like someone's going to believe you and buy it. And it's so true because it's the same thing for me. Like if I started working out with a coach that was like, uh, like, I think this is how you do like a push up. I'd be like, oh, okay, fuck that. I'm not going to be working yeah. out with you because if you don't even know how to do push up, like, but yeah. alone, how are you going to teach me? So I totally get that. And the, selling the confidence and I think too, it's, I feel like a lot of people, I don't know if I'm just kind of speaking for myself and a handful of people, but self-consciously, like you do also want a confident person when you're doing some sort of exercise, like kickboxing, because it almost makes you feel like, or let me rephrase that. It makes you know that they actually have to work hard to get to the to the level that they're at in the coaching. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, everyone's got to start somewhere. So at least, you know, it's kind of like, the, I'm sure like acting, if you just go in for one role and you think that you're going to get a fucking like star role in an upcoming movie, then it's like, okay, that's not realistic. So no, it's not. It's yeah. not. And in that vein, I will also say that when I coach kickboxing, I also do the workout with right. them because I refuse to be that person who's like telling you what to do and right. I can't do it myself. I will never right. be that person. I want to be what I preach for lack of a better right. word, you know, lead by example. Right. Well, and that's kind of going back to like, if I had an, uh, an instructor or whatever it might be kind of telling me like, for example, strongman competitions, you know, if someone, if my coach were to be like, all right, Al, like deadlift 250 pounds, and I've never seen them deadlift 250 pounds, I'd be like, okay, can you actually fucking do that? So how do you know that I can, you know, like, I mean, I can, but it's just like, you have to see it to believe it in a sense. And so I like that, you, you know, you're the, you act or not act, you do the actual workout with them because that is definitely yeah. something that other people need it's it's almost like the energy like you feed off that energy of the instructor yeah energy i love that you brought that word up because i think that's it's always been a thing people are aware of it but i think mm-hmm. thanks to social media in good and bad ways it's becoming right. more people are aware of it more And as I get older, I'm like, God, energy is so important. It's Mm -hmm, almost mm -hmm. as important as the knowledge you gain, the hard work you put in, being around the right people, protecting your energy. Like those are all so important for you to find happiness. Yeah. In a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And it slips, it like ebbs and flows constantly. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of... it's like Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. It's like, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're always with Eeyore and not Tigger, like you're going to be high, you know, versus like bouncing and, um, you know, kind of just going about every day with like a zest for life versus down in the dumps. And it, it's such a right. mindset that a lot of people I think still are working on um, to try kind of shift that. And that kind of brings me into my next question is, was there ever a time where you were so negative on anything? And if so, what was it? And how did you transition that mindset from the negative into like a positive mindset? Yeah. Uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so 
funny you're asking me this question because I was just talking to Eric about this yesterday. Um, Eric's my husband. And so he, uh, where do I start? So I didn't realize, I present, I am a naturally a very positive, uplifting person. Yeah. But usually, as you can relate to this, also being like that, those people are the ones that are probably the most fucked up. <laughs> or I don't want to say the most fucked up, yeah. but there's something going on, you know? It, it's almost like a driver for you to overcompensate something. Yeah. At least that's what it is 100%. for me. Like, I'm very much yeah. like, go, 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 go. Because, like, internally, I'm like a fucking nervous. Push, 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 push. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. keep shoving <laughs> it yeah, down. Just, yeah. We're fine, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it's it's so funny you ask this at this time. So I realized um, that I, so my birthday just passed and I was like, I, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like celebrating. I don't mm-hmm. do anything for it. But I had forgotten that I used to enjoy it like 10 years ago. Oh, and right. I was like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like what changed? Well, I guess part of it was I didn't want to go out and drink with a bunch of friends anymore. It's like, I just, that's so unhealthy yeah. for me. And two, I'm, you know, pickier about the types of people and their energy I'm around because yeah. I'm so sensitive to it. And I am totally okay admitting that. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person that can just chill with anybody. I can't do it. That's mm-hmm. a superpower. I'm not, I don't have that. But three, it's because like life hit and it sucks. So like six, seven years ago, my dad had a, massive brain hemorrhage and then two months later this is in december two months later he had a a a stroke and he's bedridden and he's like his brain doesn't work and it was like crazy because all of a sudden you go from like a young person living their life to like coming home often to take care you know to be a caretaker caregiver not that i complain about any of it i'm happy to do all of it but I wanted to help the family, but it changes you. It, 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 I never realized that that was the beginning of me going to a very dark, dark negative side. So on, so that happened. And that was like a couple years of just chaos, you know? Um, and with the medical system here, it's just the U S yeah. just fucked. anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> Oh, trust me. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, for another episode. <laughs> I, I know that you know what truly because we'd have to yeah. dedicate that because I, yeah. I, I am such a big believer in fitness and nutrition because mm-hmm. of it. But anyway, we're yeah. talking about this stuff. So then, a few years later, my uncle, my granduncle, starts developing. I call them my grandparents, my granduncle turtles because they look like t- turtles to me. Yeah. But my turtle granduncle started developing dementia, Alzheimer's, okay. versions of that. So he's hallucinating and, you know, I'm back and forth trying to take care of them. So it's like constantly, you're just like in action mode. You're just prepared to do something to take care of someone, something go wrong. And then COVID hit and then turtle grandma fell, went to the hospital and she ended up dying. So it's like, but I was in the hospital for almost three weeks with her. And she's like, my best friend is a really, really hard time. It's been over two years now. And it was shitty shitty time in my life yeah I did the best that I could but then and then the next year last last December not 20 or so in 2021 turtle granduncle dies fine I say finally from dementia because it was just destroying him like it, yeah. it was I wanted him to go because he would finally be free yeah. of pain right. and people don't understand that I think until you're in it 
Like yeah. you're in it as a caregiver and caretaker and you see your loved one of any age, if they are suffering to the point they have no control, they can't walk, talk, think, mm-hmm. go to the bathroom by themselves and there's no hope yeah. for rehab or something. Yeah. It's, they're going through hell. They're living yeah. in hell. Like it's, it, it's, it's awful. It sounds bad to say like, you, you know, you want them at peace, but at the same time, it's like you as the caregiver have, have been through it all with them that you you know what it is and you know how, oh, how yeah. much it's taking a toll on them. And it's also taking a toll on you mentally. So it's, it's oh, tough. hundred percent. It's tough. It's exhausting. It's 24 yeah. seven. You're constantly worried. Mm-hmm. And so December's, so when my grandma died, that was December, 2020. Gra- okay. Grand uncle died December, 2021. And then my dad's stuff was December. 20th. So December has become, which is like a holiday. Yeah. Um, has become a very not holiday type right. thing for me. And I just stopped celebrating anything. I didn't like shit on the holiday. I was excited yeah. to tell people happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy, but it just didn't feel right anymore. Cause I was just busy taking care of the elderly. Yeah. And this year I realized, cause usually December bad things happen. And then coming into January, I'm just trying to recover, right. Mm-hmm. Mentally recover. And I realized I was like, holy shit. I was looking for a video of my dog Chewy from seven years ago. And I saw a picture of that was around the time when my dad got the hemorrhage and the stroke. And I saw, I was living with roommate and I saw a picture of Chewy and there was like a July 4th tablecloth on the dinner Mm -hmm. table. And then I was like, Oh, that's cute. Did I do that? And then I was like, what the fuck? I am not that kind of, I'm not a decorative person. I'm not like events for me or nothing. Like, I did not put that tablecloth. And when I, I know very clearly, I remembered when I saw yeah. that table, I was like, what an idiot spending money on like decoration. Well, for the first time in years, I'm like, yeah. that's cute. And something, I noticed the change in me. And I think my body inside is like saying, I shouldn't say my body, but my, my soul, my spirit is mm-hmm. like yearning, like, Hey, it's time to like find joy again. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, yeah I just somehow time flies and you just go down the spiral and you just get in it becomes your routine and Mm -hmm. you know we talked about this recently where it's like bad things happen back to back and suddenly you're in a place you don't like yourself you don't even realize it till you're aware of it yeah and then but then go ahead ahead. no 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 no. you're go ahead yeah it's like you you just I don't you know hit rock bottom whatever you want to call it but you hit a version of yourself where you're like I don't want to live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, I forgot to appreciate the things that are still around me. Right. And right. all that, not that I did anything wrong. I think that happens, Yeah, but it's I mean, good it's... to be self-aware. Yeah. You so know? what did you do to, I guess, pull yourself out of that in a sense? Like, I mean, where, I know you kind of saw that picture and that kind of like made you realize, but like what exactly in that moment made you shift like okay now instead of being where I am now presently like I want to refocus my energy in doing this to kind of get back into finding that joy so this is what I do for anything that I do like for accountability I tell them my closest people about it I tell them everything I just told you because if I slip they're going to be the ones to be like hey remember this is what you wanted to do yeah you know Acting, acting is really hard. And sometimes I'm like, I should just quit and just go back to 
corporate, corporate, like go into yeah. an office, you know, like all that. And Eric is like, don't forget you love storytelling. Don't forget this is yeah. what you like the, at the core. And so he's there to remind me, my friends are there. And of yeah. course that's dicey, right? Cause you got to make sure you have good people reminding me, yeah. reminding you to do the right things. Cause what if you have a bad person keeping you in an abusive relationship? Like that's not good. Yeah. Right. I right. Think you understand what I'm saying. But yeah, I told everyone, I was like, Hey, that's Christina for me being like, I thought you were going on a fucking diet. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I won't eat exactly. colors. <laughs> you need those people yeah. that you have that trust to be like, fuck you, but I love you because I know you right. love me. Right. Yeah. Because the wrong person reminding you that yeah. can go really bad. <laughs> well, and even if it's someone, you know, it, it depends on like who, like you were saying, it depends on who you're, you're telling it to, because if it's coming from a place of love, then obviously it's going to be so much better for you in the long run of how you go about doing things. But if it's a coming from a person um, who's like doing it out of spite, then again, like toxic people will in your life then you're going to eventually be toxic yourself without even realizing it because you're, you're like a sponge. You're just absorbing all that negative. So that's why it's a, it's, I'm glad that you brought that up with making sure that you do it, tell people, you know, the right kind of people on your goals. Right kind of people. Yeah. It's also, it's also not everyone's ready to hear it, including myself. Mm -hmm. Like if someone had told me you need to find joy in life, I'll be like, what the fuck do you know? Life hard right now. <laughs> But like, if someone told it to me today, like you're asking me about it, I'd be like, yeah. oh my God, you're right. Like, this is what I need to do. So I told them, I started by saying like holidays, not all of them, yeah. but I want to start celebrating certain things. So like, I love Chinese New Year. I, I used to love going to lion yeah. dancing and Lunar New Year, all that stuff. So we went to a Chinese market and bought some plastic lanterns and shit like that. That's awesome. around the house. And it looks so well, first of all, some, I bought this rabbit and it looks creepy as fuck. It's are like, you in the year of a really rabbit bad. or what are you? I'm, I'm a rabbit. I so. Oh, you are? I am. So, yeah. It's, so this is my I year. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that you're. I know yeah, it's perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. No, there was this really creepy, like cartoonish rabbit. It's huge. So we got <laughs> it hung up in the kitchen Yeah. and it's red and gold. And it just kind of like, I look at it. And it's funny when you put little things like that, it really, it makes your day, mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I want to start doing like, I'm not a big flowers girl, but yeah. like sometimes when you have some flowers in the middle of your room, something about it. And I think the plants are just very good for health, the color, yeah. the, the science of it. So it's things like that. And then, um, and then I was thinking like this year, I want to actually do white elephant with my family. Like I don't, yeah. I don't do that anymore. And it takes effort, mm -hmm. you know, but if I change mindset, it's everything, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, with a little bit of effort, everyone benefits, right? Why not try, you know, cause yeah. believe it or not, it takes a lot of energy to like be upset and negative and stuff, right. but we just get used to it. Yeah. We get yeah. used to it and we think that's normal and that's so bad. Well, so bad. And it, it reminds me of uh, one of my classes in college. <laughs> my professor would always be like, just remember, it takes only seven muscles in your face to smile and like 14 to frown. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, so it's like way more muscles um, that your body is using to frown. So I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> but and it's yeah. just, yeah, it's it's crazy. The I attribute this 
what I'm doing now, the little things to push me forward. And it's always little things. It's not epic, big gestures. It's small steps. But I also think of it in when I exercise, I coach kickboxing or when I'm playing tennis, when it gets, when things get difficult or I slip back into bad habits or I find, I want to give up. Mm-hmm. I have like phrases in my head that I say, you know, um, like when I'm tired, I, I always have 1% left. Just do that 1%. You got it. Yeah. Or like, we don't have to do this. We get to do this. I used to think those lines were so cheesy. And now I'm like, yeah. oh my God, they're not. Yeah. They get you to the next level. <laughs> yeah. Because it's I'm like, who needs the small? It's all about baby steps. Like, ah, right. but no, it's about the small steps. Yes. People stop taking small steps because life sucks. Mm-hmm. And then you get at a standstill. Well, and I think it's also the fact that, you know, our society, especially in the US, it's so much of the instant gratification. So it's like, if I can't get this now, then fuck it. I'm not going to do it. But it's like, right. There's so many other little steps that you have to get to that point before you can actually achieve it. And I think that's where that disconnect is with some people. And that's what's so important is to remind people that even if you do one step one day, it's one step closer to achieving that goal. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's better than not do- taking a step at right. all. Right. You know? Well, and like, that's, yeah. And I'm it's sure hard. It's hard to do. Yeah. That. And I'm sure that's what you have to do even in like acting too, or even in our job, you know, it's, you have to focus, especially for me. Like if I try and do everything at once, I'm like, oh shit. And then I call Gina crying. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but it's like, it's just a reminder that everyone has to get to the point by just taking a little, like you said, one, 1%, like that 1% is always going to be better than the 0%. Yeah. The, I don't know who I was talking to recently about this, but I also think that thinking that about that one, 1% thinking positive is a discipline. It is a habit you have to build um, because thinking negatively is also a habit. And unfortunately it's a habit that we can stay in easily. Yeah. But to like that book we had to read the, um, the uh, atomic habits was really yeah. uh, one thing really sticks with me. It's like, if you make your first mistake, it's fine. You can bounce back when you make the same mistake, mistake the second time, it's a mm-hmm. new habit. Yeah. Um, but the reverse is also true for something that's negative. Yeah. Like when you start something and you do it again, that's positive, new habit. And you have to keep doing it till you get to the point where it's normal. I mean, right. for, for coaching, I found that coaching, I have to do that in order to pull everybody's tired ass up because <laughs> yeah. mostly, you know, when you're coming in and you're not yeah. the coach, your, your MO is different, right? Yeah. And you're almost relying on the coach to lift you up when you are down. Right. So I constantly have to think in that mindset, like, even if I want to give up, I can't do it because of them. So I need to find a way to yeah. keep charging forward. But in turn, that actually helps me grow in confidence, understanding mindset and yeah. making it also like, you would have so much fun if you were <laughs> like every, our, our team would have so much fun. I, I mean, it would be a hell of a workout, but we yeah. just like go to war. We do relay races. We're stupid. We're falling. We're yeah. kicking back. We're, you know, I, I just, mindset, positive mindset needs to be built. It's not magic, 
We're not born with it. Mm -hmm. Anyone and everyone can do it, but you have to take the time to build it. Yeah. And that's once you're there. Yeah. 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 That's such a great point that it does take time. And that's again, going back to the instant gratification and the immediate need for things to work right away. It's just like, if you want to lose weight, it's not going to happen overnight. There's no magic cure. You have to work at your nutrition. You have to work at your exercise. And it's such a, it's it's so funny because like, there's so many people that want to, you know, they're always focused on like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to go to class five times a week, whatever it might be. But then at the end of the day, it all falls back on your mental aspect because you could want those things. But if you don't actually fix that mindset of actually going and the benefits of it, then it's just going to fall back to that's why they always, you know, like all those people that like one of my friends always jokes like, oh, I get to, I get to see my friends at the gym, new friends at the gym for two weeks in the beginning of the new year. And then all of a sudden they could disappear. But it, it's a thing. It's that mindset. It's like, yeah, you're all gung ho, but it's like it takes effort. You can't just show up and think it's going to happen. Like you have to show up every yeah. single fucking day. Yeah. But once you and it's so hard at first. Oh, it is. But then when you see the changes, that's when you're like, you earned it. Yeah. And you damn sure don't want to go backwards because you work yeah. way too hard to get to a better place. Yeah. But you'll also start attracting the right types of people around you, yep. the, the right types of energy. You'll start eating a little better. Mm-hmm. Like it's all a small tumbleweed that just keeps going, yeah. but you have to keep, you have to be the wind to keep pushing it forward. Right. right. You know? I know that that birds of a feather like phrase Mm -hmm. always sticks in my mind because it's so true because now that I'm surrounded by like-minded individuals on you know health and wellness it's like I get anxiety now not going to the gym or not getting my exercise or meditation in for the day so when because again kind of going back how you said like, like if you fall when you fall back you know what it's like to fall back and you don't ever want to be there again. It's like, fuck, I just got to keep going. <laughs> like, you just got to be the energizer, buddy. You just keep charging through for sure. Cause holy shit, if you fall back, it sucks. <laughs> it does. And yeah. and then on top of that, I, you know, and I, that's why I say get mentors or get people who are in the similar mindset like you are. Cause when you can't, like I, like I said earlier, I can't be trusted to do shit yeah. myself. That's why I'm so structured. But I find people who are like me when I'm tired, I have a friend, you know, mm-hmm. always have a friend that can like hold your hand and keep you with you. Now, if you have a friend that's drowning you, you got to get yeah. rid of those bitches. Like, yeah. like there's, there's always like a, for all these things I'm saying, it's like, be careful too. Cause yeah. Right. It's, you, you know, but I think when you're around the right people and you're, you become more self-aware of things, you naturally figure out who's right or who's wrong for you. Yeah. For sure. What kind of yeah. like advice would you give someone if they did have all the people that were drowning them? Like, how would you, what would you say to them to help them transition into finding the right people in their circle? Um, well, I think when you have the wrong people around you, you're usually doing activities that they're part of. If you're like, if all your friends are people who drink a lot and stay up super late and have to get and are always hungover or something, you're probably going to the bar or you're like in mm-hmm. groups that do that. So when you start making the changes for yourself and you're finding the new people, you'll be environment is very important. I guess mm-hmm. I, that's what I should say. Naturally, that will shift and you'll find new people. 
now and not to say like people who drink a lot of you know like and that's like, not to me i don't <laughs> yeah. not to say that's bad for everyone but right. to me that's yeah. bad because for my career i can't do that and i'm a morning person right. i don't perform well but yeah look at where and, and then like take a moment and look at the people around you what are their lives at what are they doing are they happy are they truly happy like really honestly you know ask yourself that and then think about where you want to be and are they are they even close to that? If there's an inkling of no, not really, you better find something else. Like, don't waste your time. Life is short. The older you get, the time flies. Mm -hmm. So, it's like you better start taking action. Yeah. Um. But I, I think environment is a big one. And then you just once that changes, you're gonna pull the people that are meant to, that are still good for you. I think they will still be around. But I'm not saying you have to cut people off. You yeah. just might have to distance yourself. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I think most people know who's good or who's bad for them. Yeah. If you really force them to think about it. Mm -hmm. But, but you know, it's not until something's in a critical state or something that you really have to do much about it. Yeah. And I love you know, that you said, um, you know, to kind of take a step back and really look at them and see if they're truly happy. Because a lot of the times we always have our masks on and, you know, we, we might seem like we're happy, but on the inside we're struggling. And I think that kind of goes back to the whole uh, mental health stigma of, you know, if the, someone's actually struggling, like how can we find a way to even help them? Um, and it is, it's like one of those things. Cause it's like, you don't really, like, I was just getting to know someone that I had just become friends with just a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's like, you start to talk to them and get to know them. And you're like, holy shit. Like, that's why you're the way you are because they've had all this trauma. And, um, but then you realize like, they're trying to better themselves, obviously, um, you know, through whatever means that they need, uh, you know, via yoga or exercise forms, but it's, it's kind of like sad that it's still such a heavy stigma on the mental health and depression and anxiety, any type of mental illness. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it, it truly is. And I think it's just, everyone is at a different stage in that process too of mm -hmm. healing. But I also think it's important to recognize that your own stage, cause you can't, not you, but like, yeah. I, I'll speak for myself. Like I can't help everybody when I'm yeah. still working on myself. So make sure that people like there are some friends of mine that are still in the early, early stages and yeah. they keep falling back to old things. And I can't be around that anymore. I, I, I love them. I care about them, Yeah. but I'm so susceptible, like a sponge to their, what they're going through. I can't fall back. I have to keep walking forward. I'll right. be there. I'll be there at the finish line being like, come on, I keep going, yeah. but I can't keep falling back. That's not, I don't consider that like selfish or like, like that you don't care about people. I think yeah. it is so true that if you don't take care of yourself, you right. cannot help anyone else. Right. Well, and one of my favorite things that I actually have as like my, I did like a digital vision board. One of the things that I actually put on my vision board was self-care isn't selfish because that was something that I caught myself doing all the time was I was filling everyone else's cups all the time. And I was pouring from mm -hmm. an empty cup because, and I just wouldn't take care of myself. And it took such a toll on me mentally and physically that I'm like, 
I gotta stop fucking doing this. Like I can't, uh-huh. I can't do this anymore. I mean, you can only pour so much out of your own cup into other people's cups. So totally. Yeah. And that's, that's why I, I do understand the whole self-care, self-preservation, doing things for yourself um, before you can actually help others, because it's definitely a reflection on your own inner self. If you just keep pouring and pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. And not everyone deserves you pouring into their cup. Right. They're not, they're not like low people or high, like, it's not that it's just depends. Yeah. But if you pour into everyone's cup, you're never going to see the people that really benefit out of it or the people who just, you know, you pour into their cup and they just yeah. throw it right out. That's for you the know? ones that you want to so, pour poison in. I'm just kidding. Yes. But you know, this will go back. I mean, kind of, for some people, yes. But that's, that's the energy. That's right. the energy thing too. Like that's all, yeah. they're all the same. It's a, it's a yeah. whole, you know, one thing affects another and it's, it's, it's a cycle. Yeah. But you get to control which direction the cycle goes. You are the only one who gets to control. We can't like, like we can't like, you know, for, I'm not very religious, but if someone was religious, you can't give it to God. You can't do all those things. Like you can, but you got to, you have to be accountable. Yeah. I don't believe things just magically happen. I don't, I've seen too much shit and it's like, you got to work for it. Yeah. Money does not just appear. I do not believe that. Because if it did, we'd all be fucking rich. (laughs) Yeah. That shit is not real. There's one lady, long time ago, she was like, I manifested for three hours and I opened my eyes and there was a thousand dollars. I'm like, bitch, where were you? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of you were like, what were you doing? That yeah, you, what, or what were you doing that yeah. Yeah. There's follow-up questions oh, I have for you. <laughs> I'm like, that is not how it works. And she was yeah. telling a friend of hers, she's like, my friend said that, you know, she manifested for there. I was like, oh. it is not how it works. And if it yeah. is good for her, but for the most majority of us, that yeah. is not how it works. I mean, I do believe yeah. in manifesting beliefs, but I don't believe yeah, yeah, in yeah, that too. You know, like, but I don't like. Yeah, I'm not gonna manifest. Be like, oh, there's gonna be a professional athlete at my door. Like, no, yeah, that doesn't exactly. happen. Yes. You know, like, no, you have to take steps. Again, going back to the little baby steps, you have to get take the little baby steps in order to get that. So, yeah. yeah, and the manifesting part, I agree with you. Like, I do believe in manifesting your beliefs, seeing your vision, seeing your goal, mm-hmm. law of attraction, all that. It's all the same. It's like, right. But physical things, like you're the athlete yeah. or like yeah. the money, like that does right. not happen. No. <laughs> and if it does, someone ordered you a stripper to <laughs> show up at your house. <laughs> that wasn't magic. Yeah, then you then you know someone sent sent that uh, singing telegram like Chippendales dancer to her. <laughs> oh, that's a different kind of manifesting. That's, yeah. that's just a that's a different kind of belief. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're so stupid, Al. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh God, that's awesome. Uh, is it? I guess I know you had said that you like do different mantras, kind of like the one percent. What would be one mantra that you would that you feel you say on a daily basis to kind of get you going for the day? Today is the day. Oh, that's a great one. Every morning I wake up, today is the day. And whether that's I awesome. believe it or not, as soon as I wake up, I don't care. It I plow through it. If yeah. I'm like, I'm tired today, but today is the day. 
I yeah. always, and then it changes. You force yourself to get into that mindset and yeah. then you start believing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, for a while, when I was going through my dark stage in life, I would always just say I'm confident because mm -hmm. I like had no confidence. As you know, like when you're, when you're going through such a dark period of time, like you need some sort of reminder. And I actually would start writing it on my mirror. <laughs> and, Good. Yeah. Good. So it's like, but I feel like that's like something that I just, I, it's like, I want people to do it, but they're, they have to do it on their own time. You know, like they have to be ready. They have yeah. to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, okay. So I kind of want to, <laughs> I'm going to try doing this lightning round <laughs> with you. Just kind of just random okay. fun questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just like kinda as a wrap up. Okay. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. <laughs> I, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know. Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that was a hard one. That was a hard one. Um, oh, okay. Kind of going off of that. Bilbo Baggins or Frodo Baggins? You you like this Lord of the Rings? I I that's hard because I don't remember much from it. Like I, I liked oh, it, but okay. I wasn't like a huge dirt. Okay. I guess Frodo because he got to go on the adventures the most. Okay, fine, fine. We'll 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 skip that one. Cake or pie? Uh cake. I'm a Good big choice. cake person. I know me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh so then <laughs> uh cardio or weightlifting? Cardio. Audiobooks or podcasts? podcast audiobooks put me to sleep I don't know what it is you know it's funny I am the same way and the worst part is is <laughs> I was listening to an audiobook and I was like doing something and I'm like fuck what did they just say <laughs> like so I totally forgot the story and whereas like a podcast I'm like oh okay yeah like this happened yeah it's, it's yep, the weirdest yep. thing I don't know why yeah I don't know why okay yeah I, I just tune it out I just yeah. tune it out Halloween or Christmas Christmas well, hopefully. Remember, I don't celebrate. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I got to start, start with Christmas this year. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And when then my last question is, what's your favorite thing that you're going to start doing for the Lunar New Year's? Besides the decorations. Uh, handing out the red envelopes with money. When you said that, I, when you were telling us that, I think you're it was maybe in like one of our group chats or whatever. I was like, oh, she's so Asian. <laughs> I love that. I remember those red envelopes though. Like that's like the one thing I always remember. <laughs> and I always remembered opening it. It was like a dollar or two. And I'd be yeah. like, I'm putting $20 in mine. That's like, that's oh. not too much, but it's like, yeah, see, it's quite a nice. bit. So in the Philippines, like for the New Year's, like instead of yeah. like the, they do the envelopes, but then they also yeah, yeah, do yeah. like at the strike of midnight, the adults would throw money in the air. Right. And I just remember, <laughs> this is the funniest thing. I remember my dad, he like threw like a thousand pesos, which here it's like $20 or, you know, it's not much, okay. but like, so like the but the kids were like oh my god and so they were like fighting for that like thing oh my god and then my dad realized and he's like shit I didn't mean to throw that one I meant to throw this one instead so I was like this is what you get for not planning ahead of time <laughs> did he like go and grab it all back that would be hysterical oh no he was kind of like god oh. 
And then he was like, maybe if you fight for it, like you could give it back to me. I'm like, oh hell no, I'm gonna keep it for myself. You're like, no, this is oh yes. Teaching you a lesson now. Right, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, there's is there anything um like uh, exciting things coming your way that I know you have the you were just finishing up a project, right? Like a or are you yeah, still I'm filming? I'm on a movie right now. I'm still filming. Okay. That's why okay. my schedules, but I didn't and yeah. I have to work weekends, but this one I'm off so it worked out for oh, me. Oh, perfect. Chat with you. But yeah, I'm I'm working on the film. Obviously, I can't talk about anything well, ever, yeah. but um get to do some cool stuff um and Gosh, and then nothing, you know, all, all I have is like, I hope they bring me back on Stranger Things season five. That's oh all my I gosh. I, so it's so funny because I, when we're like, anytime someone like is talking about Stranger Things, like the newest season, I'm like, I casually am like, oh, well, I know Miss Kelly. <laughs> They're like, what? They're like, is she is she the bad guy? I'm like, I honestly don't know. Like, she can't tell me certain things, like, as she's filming or, you know, until things are, like, released further. And so it's just funny because I, I I cannot get over your hair in that. <laughs> it's like. I know. I know. It's And it's all my hair. They, like, turn yeah. this straight hair into this big poofy ball. Yeah. And I, I love. And thank you for telling me that story because I you know, I, I grind and I grind and I've shot a lot of different things, as you know, but like Stranger Things is the first character that's recognizable. Yeah. Even though she was in just a couple episodes, but it means so much to me when people, you know, it's bad when you're like, I know who the counselor is and someone else goes, who? Yeah. Like, they don't know, but you're like, Miss Kelly, everyone knows who the counselor is. If you've watched Stranger Things, you know who the counselor is. Right, right, right. So, yeah. It's like such a win. It's well, such a win. So I mean, just anytime I watch, I see you like when you were in the uh soldier and the or the winter soldier and the like the Falcon. Oh, Falcon, like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's just like it's so funny because I feel like a parent when I see you on screen because I'm like, oh my why am I such a geek? Like <laughs> and, and like people will be like, why are you freaking out? I'm like, you don't understand. Like that's so cool. Because even though it's like you being the reporter, like behind the scenes, you fucking worked your ass off to get that role. You know? So Yeah, it's crazy. That's what I mean, like people don't realize how much fucking grind like you, you do so much. And that's I applaud you because I could not be an actor. Like Andy was like, hey, can you record your video for your new advisor? And I was like, sure. It took me, I kid you not, fucking like five times. I'm like, I'm so I, I awkward. It's hard. I'm so awkward staring at myself on like the screen. Like yeah. <laughs> every day. Like, what? You're like, I know. I think it's also like for me like I love doing this like you know conversing like this way but if it's just me and like I have to record myself I'm like what the fuck is this like it's hard it's it's a skill like to know to know something is recording is terrifying yeah because it's savable like someone (laughs) can see it like it's it's that that shit's not going away (laughs) yeah it's not yeah no but I understand that's hysterical I could just and then I could see you going like hi and getting two takes right I know I've been there I know it's but yeah no I do I think it's amazing because I love seeing you on screen it's so fun to even like just see that and just to hear like the people that you meet along the way too it's awesome 
And like I said, anytime, if you ever meet, you know, Chris Hemsworth, just throw him my way. I know he's married, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I got you. A girl can happens, dream. When that happens, I got you. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Manifest. Yeah, yeah I'm manifesting it. Chris Hemsworth at my door. It's going to show up. He's going to show up. Like, I'm going to go to my door now and I'm, I'm going to open it up and there he is. Because that's, that's how easy it is, right? <laughs> That's yeah. how life works. Yeah, that's how like I'm, yeah. I mean, that's how you get the thousand dollars sitting in front of you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I bet I'm like I'm like checking. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, Al. Thank you for yeah. having me. This was oh so my much god. Fun. Thank you so much for doing this. This was such a blast, and I just love getting to know you on a personal level. Other than you know, not that we don't get to know each other on a personal yeah, level. Yeah, I understand. Work, but though. it's like a different it's a different atmosphere. So I appreciate that. And, um, yeah. I have to now figure out how to edit shit just to like kind of condense it, but <laughs> wish me luck. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, remember baby steps. Yeah. And the fact that you're here doing it. Yeah. Yes. 